arc? No. Oh, oh no. No, 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 no. No, okay. No, 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 no. Arc with a C. Uh, yeah. Arc. Yeah. Nailed it. That's that's it. That's, that's it. How, uh, that's how words work. Arc. Alright. Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast, powered by SteelSeries alias Microphones, but more on that later. I am Zach Jackson, and joining me is James Wood. Howdy, gamers. Adam Ryan. Hello again. And Nathan Hennessy. G'day. Welcome back for another week. Great to see you, lads. And isn't it a scorcher? It is guns out. Oh, mate. Hmm. So you need to realise that we have, we are recording visuals now. That's not just Mm. for us. You were aware of that yet? Okay, no, no, no. More power to you. Mate, who doesn't want to see the gun show? Mm -hmm. We're all about that trashy behaviour here, aren't we? (laughs) That's it. That's it. How are you guys? Top notch. I'm I'm not as warm. It's, I think it's like 17 degrees down... (laughs) All the way down south here, so it's yeah, it's oh. nice. I can put a hoodie on it. Thirty-one in Adelaide at the moment. No, it's nearly yeah. eight o'clock. No, I yep. hate that. Yep. yep. I think oh, we're yeah. rocking the same numbers over here. Yeah, I think it's about thirty yeah. here. There you go. Don't want that. Not even for a minute. Mister Ryan, you're uh, rocking the sleeveless attire as well. You've got a new <laughs> a just new one. Tat. Just I, I'm doing a new thing <laughs> where I just have one sleeve, one short sleeve. Uh, yes, got. No, Got a new pineapple, apparently. Slapped on the arm. It's great fruit, you know. Tropical. Mm. Do you yeah, rate do it. you rate pineapple on the Barbie? I rate pineapple Barbie? everywhere. Mm. I don't. I don't not in, on, in whatever not on form. Pizza, surely. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably with him. No pizza, pie. barbecue, pizza. up my ass. I don't care. Pineapple everywhere. Yeah. Okay. You, you've obviously be a real seen prickly the operator. Event. You're on straight to hard mode. <laughs> Can't be a safe word when you use it. It's real tricky. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay then. Uh, very nice. So, how long did that take to uh, to get done? Only like an hour and a half. It was it was pretty pretty speedy. I was in and out. I was on work time, so you know I was kind of glad that that was the case. Excellent. Um, Just I said that. Break, well, I said that, I said that I had <laughs> an appointment. I didn't specify <laughs> what kind of appointment it was. That's how you get it done. Yeah, and yeah exactly. Been lonely if I haven't uh, one of those. Ah, shit. Mm. Yeah. We've all been there. We've all been there. Have we? If not, you will back. Good guys. I've had a lot of appointments during work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do, man. Exactly. Yeah. When the pineapple's uh, calling. What are you putting on it? What are you rubbing on it? The panther, man. What? At my appointments or? (laughs) See, interesting that you say that. I was, well, not hoping that you'd say that, but apparently that's really bad for it now. Apparently, um, the Panther is not the way to go. There's like special tattoo, like balm and stuff called, it's called Dr. Pickles. It smells like shit though. So I'm good. No, I, I'm just, I'm, your, I'm just going with what my, 
just going with what my artist says, mate. I'm, just, I'm straight from the horse's mouth, not from your fucking TikToks or wherever you got your information from. I know you're a big tattoo TikToker, artist, aren't you? But, um, yeah. yeah right. nope. Was it a tattoo artist on TikTok, though? Yeah. No. Fuck, I would yeah, not must. have TikTok. TikTok can never be in store. These life. are the five tattoo mistakes you should never make. I bet that's where you got it mate, from. Mate, you, you Google it. You'll, uh, I'll be you'll right. Be surprised. I'll be right on it. No, you Come on, do your research, you, mate. <laughs> you don't want to face the hard truth. That's true. It's true. I can't take it. Uh, and the um, uh, and the pharmacist told me that as well, because I the tattoo artist was like, no, no, you like you need to get this stuff. It's called like Doctor Pickles. Blah, blah blah. I'm like, nah, I'm gonna go get Bepant. And then the pharmacist like, if you get that, like you're you're gonna it's it's not good for you tattoo like bepanthem is is recommended by people who haven't heard of like the internet or like new science and like stuff basically he was like this is old old like people thinking people stuck in the old the old days um but yeah it's weird because it's a bepanthem that is specifically marketed for tattoos well there you go why was marketing lie to someone no they wouldn't anyway no look it looks good you're happy. I'm happy. I'll look up you this internet thing. We'll see. We'll Please see do. how it goes. Please do. All righty, James. You got any plans to get some tattoos on your lunch? Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I like anything enough to really permanently commit to it. Like I've toyed with a bloodboard one for years, but still never like actually done it. Fuck oath. He would. That spread? would be the one that he gets, wouldn't it? Yeah, you'll, get that, you'll get that like berserk symbol that they use for the yeah the, the the berserk symbol. God yeah. damn it, James! You're so easy. Ah, <laughs> oh, look, I'm a simple man. Don't worry, I, mm. I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit that's the only one I've got going for me too. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, uh, the fun part's just where you put it. Exactly. The well played, uh, Sandboy logo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> love to explain that at parties. <laughs> look, Can you would... explain the significance. Hmm. It hmm. would be a conversation starter. It would. Hey, you like sandboy chips? Check this out. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Now you did gesture that it was a tramp stamp. That says that says a lot. I don't know <laughs> what else it would be. Where else would you get it? Yeah. Oh, shit, my name's Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! All right, cool. Let's talk video games. That's why we're here. James, what have you been playing? What can you share with us that you've been playing? Uh, I've been dabbling in Green Hell uh, with a couple of mates. Oh, yeah. um, Interesting. Like survival game. I I don't know if it's good. Uh, I, I don't think I would call it good. I don't think I'd even call it functional. It crashes once every oh. half an hour or so. Um, it's been out a while. Yeah, it has been out a while, but um, I'm not sure if it's because we're doing like multiple regions uh, on the network. But um, yeah, look, a bit of a nightmare technically. Uh, but you know, it, it's fun enough. I think any crafting sim camp builder can be enjoyable under any circumstances, provided you enjoy placing pot plants and shit. And I do. So, you know, I've played nice. worse things. That's how do you rank it true. against Power World, mate? Fucking, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Power World later. We'll, we'll get to Power World. Sorry, jump the gun there. No, nah, it's fine. Could read my review over on Kotaku Australia right now. <laughs> yeah, boy. Adam, what are you? Uh, what have you been playing? I've. Uh, I'm letting the team down. I've really not played a great deal of anything in the past week. More finals. There's just the just the comfort games. I've I have played a bit more of um, Prince of Persia, but it's just been in little 
pockets of time. So I've, I've, uh, yeah, I'm sorry I've let the team down. Yeah. Just little bits and pieces this week. I, I, sometimes. I strive to do better for next week, boys. I'll, I'll try my best. Please. Hmm. Nathan, how about you? Yeah, just two for me. So yeah, I've, I've caught that finals itch. Uh, really appeals to me. Uh, loving the destruction, but I also love the fact that it's just a, these real short, sharp 15 minute games you're in, you're out. It's uh, and, and just perfectly paced within that. And then in the Philippines, I was like playing a fair bit of Pokemon Sword, you know, just so I'm making my way through the series. That's what I was up to. And Ooh. I've like wrapped it. Like I've, I've hit credits in the week since. And I just found that it was probably like my second least enjoyed Pokemon. Like visually, it's great. Love the art direction. That's what mm-hmm. kept me. But for whatever reason, it just gets so much of the fundamentals. I just don't feel satisfying. Um, and the grind is just horrible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I didn't love it. I agree. But no. Um, have you dabbled in, um, uh, what is the new one? Scarlet and Violet yet? No, about an hour just, in. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah, they really hit you with the, the kind of technical shenanigans right off the bat. Like, there's no right surprises the there. Yep. Yes. As soon as you turn that camera, slideshow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, exactly. oh, wow. They do not know version three the game is not capable of. Exactly right, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be curious to see how your progression goes with that game. There are pockets of enjoyment to be found. And I think like the, Jordan talked about this, but like the end stage area that you get to is one of the coolest things in any Pokemon game. But getting there... Mm. That's the thing. Like I'm not enjoying the journey as of late, but usually mm. the destination, like those last few hours are fantastic. Now you usually got some really cool twists and stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, use that. Very nice. I polished off Norco, which was fantastic. Um, How long did that one take you? 10 months. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, I think it was. What's that, five hour game? <laughs> <laughs> I think it is for some people, yeah. I don't know how you could do this in five hours, though. That, that's. Well, no, like, I don't know how you would do it in five hours. 12 hours, it says. I played it for. Fair. That's a okay. that's a ten monther. Yep. Um, <laughs> Did you get to break uh, it up yeah. into like nice bite sized chapters or anything? Or? No, it was. See, I actually, actually think that was worse. I think I should have just when I played it in bigger chunks like, or consistently, I was having a lot more fun. Now mm. I think I kind of felt like I was just finishing it to get the pledge done. Yeah. Um, mm. Even though I still liked it, but I couldn't remember much of like what had gone on and. But it was really cool. Like there was a the ending is 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 very cool. Um, yeah, it's one hard endeavor you... to try out. Absolutely. Mm, yeah, g- still stuck on a... my uh, pledges list. Good, uh, yeah. good list. Good list. You should uh, get you know get some games. You still got Pentiment on there, don't you? Take some games off. I don't have Pentiment. Yeah, I've got Pentiment. Yeah, which is next ish. That's not a short game. That's that's another ten monther for you. Next-ish. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it means it might be played next. It might not be. Who's to know? Uh, um, who is? Hmm. Uh, and we, Nathan, you and I and Jason, we played some Payday 3. Yes, we did. Uh, oh, a couple of hours, is, maybe. I didn't check um, up on how this went. How was the How was the session, boys? Is the so game to, vastly better than it was when we played it? still fucked. To, to pre- yeah, well, to cut <laughs> it short... It's, yeah, it's not good. Like, all the issues that were there on day one are still there. Look, And they get you right out the gate. Like, the first one I noticed when you navigate in the main menu, right, uh, you would assume that pressing circle or whatever would, like, take you out. No, you'll need to navigate to, like, 
the exit option and select that. Like just so much of it doesn't really make much sense. And we've played this in the light of that announcement from the team that they're, you know, setting up a task force. They're going to fix this thing. Uh, and that was so like weeks ago, right? Was it? Or I was thought it was no, in the last no, week. No, no, no. It's, sorry, sorry, sorry. I think, the, yeah, the, the one you're talking about, but they also, but they put one out. Remember how they were like the server problems? And they're like, oh, oh yeah. we've identified that. That was in like release month, the, wasn't it? Yeah, sorry. That's that, that's more what I was talking about because we had mm. crashes, dropouts. I mean, we're still uh, having crashes and dropouts. <laughs> yeah, so like whatever, they've not clearly fixed the server side problems, but. Because we, we tried to play one of the new, two of the new, two of the new, one of the new, or both of the new ones that are there, like the older ones, the legacy ones, hmm. both fucking shut the bed. I mean, we shut the bed once, but uh, the second and third the time. game wouldn't we, give us uh, a the, chance. Hmm. No, the, the game like, we were literally running to, um, what's the word again? To escape, but it's not, it's not escape, is it? Extract. Extraction. Extract. Um, and yeah, the game like fucking crashed as we were running. To extract, yeah, I like feel 30, heartbreaking. To, that is thirty minutes wasted. Um, <laughs> then we did the the art gallery again, which was actually quite like that mission, and we tried to stealth it, and then I cooked it. Mm. I mean, it's tight, but it doesn't it doesn't resolve any of the game's glaring issues. Um, no, even even fundamentally, it still drives me nutty that I can't like vault or clamor with my mask on. It's such an arbitrary oh. thing that fucks you every time. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Um, Strange. Weird. Well, we'll hope that it mm. improves because I still like the promise of it. Um, mm. But obviously, you got to work pretty hard to meet it halfway. Mm. And the, the grind is like the grind is real. Oh, the grind is still... Yeah. It's, like, they need it's to overhaul so that shit entirely. <laughs> Especially because like when you drop out... like So we what, did... We had disconnects in a, in a few missions. So we lost any like XP that we would have got. It was gone. Any cash we would have got. Uh, and then you're getting, then they're fucking stingy with the rewards. So we did the, the art gallery one, and yeah, and we we, we robbed we, like, all but one bag. No, I think we there was there was one bag the left. Bank? Wasn't that the 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 jeweler? Fuck, I think that was right. yeah, you're probably right. No, the, you are right. Sorry, yes, yeah. my bad. But it was um, but you're right though. Like the the payload was fucking weak. Yes, it, it's like enough to buy you nothing. And, well, yeah, nothing. <laughs> Like and the game still has this lag through menus. Like I went, there's a, you can buy cryptocurrency for some fucking reason to buy exclusive weapons. And <clears> as I'm buying this cryptocurrency, the, the bank keeps pinging. Yep. You've, you've just bought one. You've bought five, you've bought 10. And like, I'm thinking this is great. Cause I've still got like 300,000 cash there. And it t- literally <laughs> 30 seconds later, an entire half minute later, my bank account just went zero. Like, so it's still got, like, weird lag in the menus. And that's not, like, just changing inventory as well. Like, if you change, like, uh, customizations on your gun, you got to wait a full 30 seconds for that stuff to clip into the actual game. So you can mm-hmm. go out of menus and stuff, and it'll still not show anything. It's, it's so bizarre. And, I, and, yeah, like, the last thing I'll say, I still don't understand why you can't buy perks and shit within that menu. You have to be, like... Oh, in, you know in the lobby? Oh, yeah. Because like yeah. it says... The lobby's add, really restrictive. Add, it's odd. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, we played that, so shout-outs. So, I'm so sorry. Still, still, is, so, so is there any reason why a Payday fan wouldn't just go back to Payday 2? I'm sure that's what they've all done. Uh, yeah, well, I think concurrently, wasn't it? Like, uh, I think there was some articles saying that... Steam's uh, under 800 were, players at peak yeah. player count globally. 800. 800. Correct. So that means, wow. like, if you're... At, I was saying, Zach, if you're in Australia, that's PC, right? But if you're in Australia, you ain't getting a match. Like, you're playing with bots. Yeah. You're stuck. 
Um, mm. Whereas Payday, uh, the article did say, but it was more like Payday 2. Mm. Basically, Significantly. Everyone, yeah. had, everyone had gone back to Payday 2. Uh, the reason why I don't play it is because it's a bit dated and the console version's always been a bit shit. So. Mm. Right. That's that's the sticking point for you. Like it's going to be console version or nothing, and you really are yeah. taking advantage of the. Yeah. Alrighty, let's. Do we have any reviews to talk about? Very very quickly, I've got a the review for the Steel Series Alias Pro mic that's up on the website. You can go read that if you want. Uh, the long and short of it. Let me just quickly get it up because I don't actually remember what I said. Okay, the website's logged me out. Shout outs. Seamless. Uh, that's right, we're, yep. we're, uh, we're back in. Uh, what did I say in the thing? <laughs> Sorry, I published I'll... it this morning. <laughs> yes. I did. I, well, I'm trying, to, uh, there's, I'm trying to think, do I read the summary or do I read the final thoughts? Uh, uh, of course. So the final thoughts are still series' first foray into, into the micro market is about what you'd expect from a company renowned for its game peripherals with Alice Pro delivering great quality, great audio quality, a simple but well-designed mixer and, a, and solid software tools. However, some slight kinks and a high price stop it from being top of the recommendation pile. Uh, I liked it. I think it's fine. I think it's good. I think it's too expensive. Um, and there are some little... Funny buggers that, that uh, you know, don't make it a flawless kind of experience. But yeah, mm. you can go, you can go and read the full, re- full review on the site um, if you want to check that out. Uh, yeah, because this bad boy retails for I don't know what it is currently, but when it launched, it was six ninety nine. I think it's like six forty nine now. I think, I think. So that's uh, the price of a console. Yeah, which is still fucking Oof, yeah huge, right? You get a switch uh, for that, and and a game, right? And a couple of yeah. games, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Cool. Well, then, uh, you know. Reviews. Quick uh, thoughts on the to... mouse. Oh yeah, sorry, the mouse. Yes. Yeah. So I'll keep this one brief. So this is the this is the Asus Rogue Harp Ace Aim Lab Edition. Uh, so the pros of this one is it's an ultra lightweight, uh, retailing in at about one hundred and eighty nine dollars. So this this is like featherweight, like. It, it weighs nothing but it still maintains a good shape like a lot of lighter mouses come in quite small um aesthetically it's a little bit bland uh it's only got the two thumb buttons that's all you're getting in terms of extras it kind of looks like a 2005 microsoft office mouse and it kind of feels like it too it's that same kind of very thin hollow plastic texture to it so you're either gonna hate that or love it and got a little led scroll wheel um yeah, I've had some issues with it wireless. Its wireless connection does seem to get interrupted a little bit. I don't know if it's just an issue with its Windows 10 compatibility. Uh, often it's just resolved by switching to a different channel. It connects to its receiver via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. Just switching those usually resolves it. Um, but most of the time I just keep it wired in through so it doesn't have those interruptions while I'm gaming. I think it's a tight little mouse. It's just very aesthetically underwhelming and it doesn't have any bells or whistles. Like normally I like a little something extra, maybe a couple more programmable buttons. It doesn't have that... And the AimLab edition, that's just a collaboration with AimLab that does like an application that helps folks in like Counter-Strike 2 and stuff get their aim a bit better. It's just shooting targets. Uh, really adds nothing to it other than a blue hue, which is the only personality that it has. So, yeah. Uh, very, very niche pick. Like, you really, really want an ultra-light mouse to consider this. Uh, otherwise, you're making too many compromises, I think. And you are just yeah. stuck with blue. There's no, like... Oh, no. The, you, well, the sorry. R, the Gs and the Bs. It, it does have the RGs and the Bs, and you can switch them up, um, but I, I leave mine a happy teal. Ah, oh, 
Good man. That's all. Towing the company line. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. How much is it? um, Go for. One eighty nine. Is that I don't know? Like in terms of mice, like where does that sit? That that's like moderate. But the thing is, is at that price point, you're able to get pretty beefy, like pretty robust wired mice. They're going to have a lot of bells and whistles. Um, a lot more customization on there if you want or need those. Um, if you really don't use those and you just use your two thumb buttons and that's it, uh, an ultra lightweight option is nice. Um, but I'm I'm not entirely convinced by the gameplay benefits that are being posited by this. That like an ultra lightweight is going to help you get a sharper aim. I mean that you know every generation's like I I said that last generation it was putting weights in your mouse was going to get you better aim. I come from that generation, so I don't know. If you like it, it's, cool. a, it's a good little buy. Nice stuff, James. Jimmy Jams. What's up? Yeah, yeah. What's going on? You've been spreading your wings, planting your seed over at other. Oh yeah, domains. yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that is uh, that is how I would describe it. Um, yeah. Mm. So uh, I'm on uh, Kotaku Australia now, which is obviously a, a nice nice get for the old Jim Jams. Um, more people, no review scores fucking everybody wins um no so i've done uh power world which we'll talk about a little bit later um and today i had my ace attorney trilogy uh, uh apollo justice ace oh trilogy, terrific uh review go up yeah um really liked those little games i didn't get to finish them in time it's it's a lot of long. and i got code very late on friday um but i am a i'm a dual destiny's truther now um so you know, I'm, I'm happy for that. I like a weird middle chapter in a sequel trilogy, obviously. Um, yeah, no, fun fun games. Good to see them ported over nicely. Just good shit, really. Yeah, really solid. Great to hear. Yeah. What's, uh, sorry, can you just remind me, what, what score did, did you give yeah. those again? <laughs> oh, no scores. Oh, no I am scores. liberated. Sorry. I am free. And I also got to drop the C-bomb in a subheader. So, you know, <laughs> we're thriving. <laughs> there you go. What are you even doing here? I know, mate. I wonder that. Sounds Everybody. like the Garden of Eden. <laughs> Stir controversy over at Kotaku. That's it. Yeah, that is it. <laughs> very good. Very good. All right. Let's. Yeah, Zach's not salty about that at all. <laughs> but I did. I said very good. You know, I gave you a chance to speak your. Were you not listening, Nathan, to his words? <laughs> he said very good. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, watched his face too. <laughs> Nice work. <laughs> That's good. All right. Uh, a couple of reviews that will be going up um, before this podcast. Sorry. Uh, that'll be up, sorry, when this podcast goes goes live. We've got a review for Tekken 8 from Jordan and a review for uh, like, like a, a Dragon, Dragon Infinite, Infinite Wealth. Wealth. Is that, that's how you say it, mm-hmm. right? That's the correct... Yes, cool. that is how you pronounce wealth. Those, those yeah. are all English words. Well, I, was, I wasn't sure if it's like infinite wealth like a dragon, but anyway, here we are. So right, Jordan, Jordan says, infinite Tekken 8 is an equally ridiculous... Uh, sorry, Tekken 8 is as equally ridiculous as it is sensible. It makes crazy entertaining choices for its story while opening its doors to a more contemporary wider audience through some systems that increase the game's approachability. He is scored at a 9 out of 10 for the moment. Oh. Let's go. Hot. I played the I played a I played the demo for for Tekken 8 and it is fucking ridiculous. Like the it gives you the opening fight of the game which is Jin versus Kazuya and it's just 
absolute chaos. It's it's wonderful. Very keen to play this game. Is that a significant like pairing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's father and son, man. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, that, that's Come significant, I guess. Familial father beating his son. Yeah, relatable. Yeah. Thrown into volcanoes and shit. It's Tekken's <laughs> bread and butter. I'm so ignorant of Tekken, but I'm glad for you. <laughs> Thanks, mm. man. All right, so Mark's Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth review, he says, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth wears its title on its sleeve, a seemingly endless amount of content to explore wrapped in an, in an emotional and entertaining story. It's Like a Dragon at its very unique best, and he gives that a chunky 9.5 out of wow. 10. Hot damn. Big scores there. This you is... Wanna, if you like big scores, keep it locked to well played, eh? Is that right, James? That's right. Scores. So useful. Locked. Mm. Uh, got a couple of other shout-outs as well this week, don't we? Do we? How yeah. Have Let's have a look at the doco. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Mark has been a busy boy. Mark has also done a game called uh, Banshee Nights. I assume is how you'd say that. Uh, oh, and he says, a harsh yet engaging narrative drives Banshee Nights down the streets of hell flanked by vivid violence and stomach-churning scenarios. It's short, but it packs a punch all the same. He gives that an 8.5. Mr. Ash Whaling has reviewed Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader. Not uh, Sorry, he's and he says Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader not only promises, but delivers the very thing that it was designed to be, a meaty, authentic Warhammer 40k game that feels right at home in its RPG trappings. Also scoring that an 8.5. That's one I'm really keen to try at some point. Very good, very good, everyone there. Um, I do, I, I do appreciate that the the Warhammer games have diversified a bit into genres that make sense for its origins. Like there's these big bombastic third person shooters that kind of get the feel of the 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 massive scale of the battles, but then there's you know strategy games that because because it, it's it's tabletop at the end of the. At the end of the day, that's where Warhammer, it's it's where its mm. roots come from. So I like seeing that it's kind of branching out to to meet all of those different it, touch points. It's quite the rabbit hole on Steam if you look at Warhammer games, because like Games Workshop have that license pretty much open season. Like if you've got if you've got a pitch, <laughs> you can make it. So there's all kinds of wild and wacky stuff. It's like visual novel adjacent stuff and all kinds of things. Yeah, there's there's so many of those games. Too many. Because, like, 80% of them are garbage. Ash Whaling will be hurt by that, but... No, he knows. He knows. It's the good ones that shine. <laughs> and mm. there have been some good ones in the past few years. Uh, cool. All right. Let's think that's it for the shout-outs and whatnot. Let's... Speaking of Mr. Whaling, he will give us... Uh, sorry, he will give a quick shout-out to our sponsors, Still Series and the ALS Microphones. Mr. Whaling? Are you looking to upgrade your content? Tired of being drowned out by the world around you? Then look no further than the Steel Series Alias Pro Microphone and the free-to-use Sonar Software Suite. The Steel Series Alias Pro has been engineered to capture richer and deeper audio thanks to a cardioid capsule that's three times larger than most other mics on the market. And when used with Sonar's AI-enhanced noise cancellation, your voice will be clearer than ever. 
The Alias Pro utilizes an XLR connection with 48 volt phantom power to capture more and can facilitate a dual PC setup thanks to the included preamp DAC, allowing you to effortlessly solve audio routing and adjust levels on the fly. The controls even act as a stream mixer so you can adjust volume or mute and it has RGB lighting. Gaming just found its voice. Alias Pro, available now, has everything you need to make yourself be heard. Lovely work. Thank you once again, Ash, and thank you once again to Steel Series for sponsoring the Well Played DLC podcast. All right, cool. Let's move forward because we have a very interesting uh, topic to chat about, and that is our most anticipated games of 2024. Uh, there's an article up on the website. It's quite beefy. Uh, Google or Well Pressed, uh, Well Pressed, God, WordPress suggests that you. Um, should take 28 minutes to read so good luck with that mm. one anything more than that and you're slow that's it Your reading speed that's, is slow that's it all right well let's go around the room and let's talk about some of our most excited uh, most anticipated games for the year um nathan i'm happy to kick it off with you mate i gotta like remind myself what games i'd selected but going from the top i think was like Unicorn Overlord, so the flashy new tactical RPG from VanillaWare, who we haven't seen since 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. So these guys, they take their time, but usually produce a banger when they do. Uh, like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, it sounds like Mark's delivered a pretty promising uh, verdict on that one. So it sounds like it's going to deliver the goods, emotional story, wacky side business, fantastic protagonist. Um, and then there's oh the big one Stalker Two. Every year we have this conversation. I'm like yeah Stalker <laughs> Two, but I'm also not expecting it. And I think you know I think we might discuss this last week or so. Like apparently there's a final release date early September. Final. That's a tough word to use in this industry. We've seen it bandied around the day before. Uh, Rise of the Ronin. I won't say too much Can't on that. Wrong. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what else. I had it all under my name in the doc that we've now we've now moved around. Yeah, I also yeah, yeah. confused. Like this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I glad I'm not alone. Hey, myself on the well, website. While, while we have that little meandering intermission, a Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater. So I don't know really what to mm. expect from this. I I kind of have to temper my expectations because it was a game of its time that had so much. Even though it was set like during the '60s, Cold War had so much to say about like spy thrillers of the time, and it was you know a great contemporary criticism, and um, just you know. It's, it's an old game that came out in like 2004 or something. Uh, I think they're going to need to modernize it quite a bit in doing so, make some compromises. If those compromises will hinder the final product is what I'm kind of scared about. I don't think you could just do a straightforward like retexture of this thing. Like They're going to need to change a bit. And that's got me a little bit worried. And I think finally is Metaphor Refantasio. So uh, this is the one well, of the Persona teams, because I found out that, that or one of the Shimagami Tensei teams are working on this one in lieu of a... Persona 6 that we're probably not going to get for a while. Um, this is set in a new universe with new monsters. This is a big deal for this team because normally they re always recycle the same kind of Pokemon-like creatures across all their titles and spin-offs. So we're getting something completely fresh here and this is a great team to produce something original. So I'm super-duper excited for that. That's probably my most anticipated RPG. And I think that's, that's the think big numbers. Do you reckon if Stalker was ready for this year, it would have been in the Xbox Direct? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like I, I just I imagine no, that what we got given is no indication slate. that this thing's like anywhere yeah. near ready. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Um, yeah, I, and I don't hold any resentment against them. Should that no, be delayed out of September, I think that would probably be a healthy choice. Take as many delays as you need. Mm. Did you say metaphor? Refantasio. Yeah, because yeah. Rise of the Ronin was chaos's. So it was, but I saw it. I was like yeah. that. That you know no, that no. if we had eight, that was going to sort of cut in that or <laughs> grand blue relink. I'm glad you gave me seven though. I don't even think I counted off seven, but let's assume I did. No, it was a, anyway. That's a whole different setup. How we ran it, but does sure, anyone sure. speaking of? If you've looked at the article, have you actually worked out how they are structured alphabetically? Correct, but at the very very top are the ones with actual release dates. Oh, is that right? So it goes everything that is dated in order of when oh, they're shit. releasing to then things that don't have dates, and then in alphabetical order. Okay. Yeah, I see you now. Yep. 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 Guys, you wanted backpats for that so bad. Look James is, what? No, I'm just wondering. Why do I want backpats? That's fucking common sense, mate. Oh, James is upset. <laughs> About what? The structure. No, I think I think it's great. James wanted a big old pudding of James for everyone That's to it. read. Just want a fucking melange of words, <laughs> mate. Well, give oh, us dear. your words. Give us your words, mate. Uh, yeah, all right, Alone in the Dark. Um, I don't have high hopes for this. But no, not after the last trailer, bro. It. It, mm, <laughs> yes, that's... I, I, okay, so I've got a mate who really likes these kind of games as well, and he was like, no, I think the voice acting could be, like, a campy thing. Like, I don't think it's intentionally that, but I like the optimism. Uh, so <laughs> I am, I'm going in with, with an open heart. I like Jodie Comer. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what's the worst that could happen here? It'll be a middling survival horror game. Um, And I I love middling survival horror games. It it definitely won't not be interesting, right? I think I saw saw a Mm -hmm. YouTube comment that that made me giggle. It was mean, right? But it was, um, this looks like a a great way for the 360 generation to end or something like that. Like a great game to cap (laughs) off the 360 gen. Because you see that trailer and you go, like you suck, you suck in it's It's, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's... It's it's, it's a little crunchy, yeah. yeah but. Um, on the opposite end of the spectrum uh, is By Sweet Carol. Uh, so this is from uh, Chris Darrell, who previously did the remothered horror games, which were mm. pretty divisive, uh, I would say. <laughs> I, I quite enjoyed them, but um, they were kind of a mess. Um, but By Sweet Carol is like this kind of Disney Silver Age animated um, horror side-scroller thing where you play as a, a girl investigating like a, a haunted... Um, I think it's an asylum of, of some sort. It feels like it's of that era. Um, yeah, just looks really, really, really cool. I have no idea how it's going to play yet, um, but the art direction alone is enough to absolutely make people look it up. So buy Sweet Carol, see it. You'll understand why I'm excited about it. Uh, EDF6, this one I completely <laughs> forgot existed, um, but yeah, I am boy. very excited. Earth Defense Force is such a phenomenal series for no reason. It shouldn't work. It, it should have died years ago. I'm so glad it's still around. Um, these games are just a great amount of fun, like pretty much exclusively in co-op. I don't know if I'd want to do this experience on my own. Um, but if you're unfamiliar sticks. with Earth Defense Force, it is, uh, you play as the titular Earth Defense Force against invading armies of like building size bugs and reptiles and eventually aliens and then eventually God in one of the games. It was fantastic. Uh, I, I cannot recommend it enough. And, and how do you label the caliber of this kind of game? Because double A simply can't apply and it's not in Yeah, it's, it's in no, a it's, very it murky liminal space. It is, isn't it? It is like proper jank. Uh, like Absolutely. as if jank was a deliberate choice. Um, it's like instead of Euro jank, it's like Japanese jank. It's it's just, it's it's, it's exceptional. Very I, unique. I, very unique. Very much so. 
Uh, we've also got, I actually don't know how to pronounce this. It's either Never or Neva. I'm not entirely sure yet because I, I mispronounced uh, Gris slash Grease Gris. for years. <laughs> uh, slash Gree, exactly. Uh, this is from Nomada Studios who, who did that incredible watercolor uh, sort of platform and narrative experience. It wasn't particularly challenging. It was quite short, but I, I really loved it. Um, and this just looks to be continuing that trend. Uh, and then finally, Star Wars Outlaws because we all deserve some AAA schlock occasionally. Um, it's Star Wars. It's big. It's loud. It's it's nice looking. The droid is hot. What more can I say? <laughs> uh, nothing more. Nothing more to say, yeah. mate. Beautifully succinct. Thank you. Well done. Good job. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Adam. Hello. Shall tell us about your six pack. Mate, I would love to. Uh, first, Ab off the rank. See what I did there? <laughs> oh, like God. Mm. Yeah, not bad. Uh, is Angerfoot because I've got to get my Devolver fix in there. Um, to be reductive, it looks like a first-person Hotline Miami-style yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, first-person run-and-gun, you kick doors down, beat the shit out of goons for, you know, level upon level. It looks right up my alley, so I'll certainly be getting around it. Um, Flintlock The Siege of Dawn is a double-A, I suppose, action-adventure game that kind of blends like piratey as pirate era aesthetics and weapons with some mystical elements. Um, and you have this like cat Fox companion that joins you. It's, I don't know. It, it's a whole lot of different ideas kind of mushed in together and I'm very here for it. It looks, it looks very cool. Uh, little nightmares three. I'm cautiously, I guess, optimistic about this one. Cause Tarsia is no longer, in the driver's seat and super massive of all dev teams oh. um, are getting around it. Yeah. Which seems like an odd choice, but I mean, I'm keen to let them cook and see mm-hmm. what happens. It's exciting for me though, because key and I, or well, I played the first two games and key watched me play them. We both got very invested in them. Um, and three introduces two player co-op for the first time. So it'll be kind of special cause I'll get to play it with my partner who enjoys the series as well. So that's pretty cool. Um, Rose and Locket is mm. right up mm. high on my most anticipated list. Uh, this was a game that all four of us, I think ended up playing at PAX last year. It's a side scrolling action game that has just one of the most striking, art styles that I've seen in a very, very long time. And an actually quite a cool premise of uh, a woman hunting down the sins to reclaim her daughter's soul that's trapped in the titular locket. I think it's just an amazingly creative little game. And I'm very, very excited to play more of it because I think if we went back to the booth another time, they would have started to give us some some weird (laughs) glances because we were there for quite a while. Um, another little indie is Ghost Bike, or can't call it an indie, Annapurna's publishing it, but Ghost Bike, it's a semi-open world bike riding game, I suppose, where you collect souls that can tra- that can like go between the world of the living and the dead. I don't know, it looks like a very relaxing little experience, it's got a nice stylized Walmart style, so it looks like something that will just be nice and relaxing for a couple hours. And my last one, which kind of took me by surprise was Ark Raiders. So this got Mm. announced 2021, I think. The initial trailer was fucking awesome. It looked really rad. It looked like it was going to be a co-op experience, 
like a co-op third-person shooter. Looked fucking awesome. Uh, and then they rebranded it as a PvPVE extraction shooter, and I got really fucking sad. But then the finals came out, and it's developed by Embark, and the finals has created an obscene amount of goodwill with me. So I'm hoping that Embark might be able to pivot that goodwill into something that is good in the extraction shooter space. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a bit too optimistic, but it's revitalized my excitement for the game that I thought was dead and buried. But yeah, hmm. those are mine. Is this set in the dinosaur game universe? Yes. Oh. Arc? No. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, okay. No, 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 no. Arc with a C. Uh, yeah. Arc. Yeah. Nailed it. That's that's it. That's, that's it. How, that's uh, how words work. Ah. All right. For me, we've got uh, Banishers: Ghost of New Eden, which comes out uh, in a couple weeks, the thirteenth of Feb. Does it it oh, does. Thirteenth of Feb. Yeah. Very very exciting, yeah. James. Um, can't wait to talk about that one with you in particular. I know that you and I um, share a common interest there. I don't know. Um, we do. Is the, this is the third person, like hack and slash, story driven. You reckon uh, it's going to be very hacky and... slashy? Yeah, I've okay. yeah I've played it. Yeah, it's, oh. uh, it's got. Do you hack and slash? slash? Yeah, you hack and slash hyphenated even perhaps, uh, <laughs> and it. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so it's made by Don't Know It. And it's published by Focus Entertainment. More on them a bit later, <laughs> and yeah, it comes out. I'm very very excited. It's kind of it feels like it's a it's a mix of all of what don't not have done before maybe so much not the rock climbing but um you know your your emotive kind of storytelling with your life is strange and you tell me why and stuff like that and then you kind of actiony rpg-ish light kind of vampire um and remember me kind of stuff so mm. very excited for that one uh then i got dungeons of hinterberg hinterberg sorry which is the self-shaded um third person rpg social sim um, game that looks stunning. It's set in the Austrian Alps, and you play as this tourist who's a. I can't remember if you're a student, but anyway, you've you've but you've basically gone to this city to explore these uh, magical dungeons that have popped up in this um, town. And yeah, you uh, there's like 25 dungeons, and you just, yeah you go and play it. And there's like puzzles, like the levels of puzzles as well. It's not just you know you go and fight them and you thing yeah you got to solve puzzles and stuff yeah and, and the social sim side of it is uh you at like when you're not um fighting monsters and stuff you chat with the locals and they either give you tips or you make friends and stuff like that so looks very very cool it's coming to xbox and pc and it's coming to game pass day one uh but looks gorgeous and i've also got dustborn which we've t- talked about before so i won't really go into that one again but that's somewhere you the words are your weapons kind of thing and it's made by red thread games looks uh great yeah it's you're uh, moonlighting if that's even the right word as like a, a traveling punk rock band and yeah you're traveling this uh, you sorry you're um, taking this package uh, package across uh, divided states of america and yeah that's uh that, that's that one um Another game I added right at the end because we only had we had we like we had thirty eight games so I had to get Adam and I ha- had to do a, a sixth one so uh, my sixth one was Forever Ago which is a little indie game that's been actually been published by Annapurna now it's been on my wish list for quite a while uh, it was meant to come out in two thousand twenty one it's like a it's 
like a fire watchy what remains of edith finch kind of story driven you know narrative driven sort of uh adventure game if you want to call it that where you i think you play as like an older older guy called alfred and there's like a tragedy that's happened so you go on this road trip and you've, you're with a camera and you kind of document your travels and stuff like that it looks very cool um yeah hopefully coming this year that does uh, look cool i've just watched the the trailer for it and it does i it certainly has the the fire watch feels for sure but yeah, yeah and the, cool. the the art style is almost like um it's almost like a digital or digitized hand animation if that makes sense like you yeah yeah i get you if, yeah uh so yeah it looks looks very neat i think it's it's made by two two best friends i think the team has expanded now since the annapurna deal which was a couple of years ago i think uh but initially it was just two developers and i think they are german adam can you maybe just fact check that i think they certainly can mate uh but uh yeah cool and then i've also got Fuck. Uh, Still Wakes the Deep, which is the horror game from the Chinese room, which is on the oil rig, uh, oh, which yeah. looks really, really cool uh, mm-hmm. by Secret Mode. Um, that looks really neat. I think coming early, early-ish, 2024. Uh, yeah, that looks really cool. Chinese room, I do like. They did, uh, I wrote it in an article, but I can't remember. Amnesia, something for pigs, machine for pigs. Machine no. for pigs. Mm-hmm. The worst yeah, one. machine yeah. for pigs. I did you like-, like a machine for pigs? Uh, it was okay. It was okay, but it, okay. I know that it is. I know that it is very, very popular. Um, but whenever I, I think of that, I've only ever heard that it was really divisive. Like I quite liked yeah. it, but I I'd heard I, that that was in the minority. Um, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was always a popular one. Maybe no, maybe I sorry I, maybe I'm like maybe yeah. I'm getting sorry maybe I'm getting when I looked it up just to confirm maybe I mis- mistook the review scores for popularity. So I think it reviewed quite yeah, well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, I can see that game reviewing yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, so that might be my bad. Um, because I was like, fuck, I don't remember like what this score got. German? German. Fuck, Third love shift. Germans here, shout out. Um, uh, yeah, so that game looks really, really neat. Uh, the premise is, yeah, you're on this oil rig and there's like an entity that's come aboard and you got to try and stay alive. There's no combat, so it's one of those kind of games. Uh, the last one I had was... Blah. Was that, was that five or was that six? Oh, no, sorry, the last one. How could I forget? God, uh, Broken Sword, Parsifal's Stone. So the new entry in the Broken Sword series. Uh, yeah, that's coming 2024. Or they said it's coming 2024. Um, but yeah, it's kind of gone to a, what they call Super 2D, where it's mixing like uh, 2D visuals and 3D like animation. Backgrounds look pretty neat, but yeah, I think it's, yeah. Still early. I think the, they said that the character models and stuff aren't final, which is good because they didn't look overly impressive. But there's an interesting thing that I I was listening to Charles Cecil, who's the writer, director of, of the Broken Sword games. His uh, Adventure X, I think is what it's called, his, his talk that he did. And he basically kind of said that in order to attract um, new players, you know, not just bring in the, old, the same old players over and over again, to, to attract new players, they have to kind of go with a contemporary kind of art style. Because I know that a lot of Broken Sword fans, right, like they would love that traditional uh, 2D, hand-drawn, almost Disney-esque kind of look that they had in, that they brought back for five, and they but they ditched after two. So three and four went down the uh, 3D route. Um, but yeah, five came, brought back to the 2D sort of hand-painted, 
looking one. But um, yeah, I, I've found that quite interesting that um, they could have, you know, they could have just gone with what they know the series, oh, sorry, the fans of the series want, but they've chosen to do. And, you know, and they've always made some, you know, creative choices. So hopefully it pays off, but I'm keen. More Broken Sword is a good thing. I know Nathan's a little bit keen as well. Yeah, it's, it's honestly so sick to see that series still putting out new games in 2024. Like, that is surreal to me. That is not a series I expected to go the mile. Well, it'll be, it'll be 30 years... Mm, 2026. Yeah, and, and no, just credit to them, just market trends. Like, it's a, it's a niche game within a niche genre. Mm. But it's, it's, yeah. it's real good. And if you, yeah, like, if you read the the book that I, I talked about a couple of months ago or a few months ago, early last year. Uh, yeah, they were on the brink of collapse and could have folded several times, but they yeah, somehow found their that. way, um, you know, to... And now they're self-funded, basically. So they're funding Broken Sword, uh, the Shadow of the Templars 4K remaster-ish, uh, Reforged is what it's called, and this one by itself. So that's great to, great to see. Shout-outs to them. Uh, any other quick games that you wanted to give a little shout-out to at um, all? Only one. Uh, I was given the reminder yesterday. It's Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. So this was a game that... Well, this is a JRPG coming out. We just recently, like two months ago, had the fighting game Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising, I think it was, which is like definitive version of the fighting game. It's had an anime. I'm not familiar with any of it. Uh, just looks very pretty from the trailers I've seen. Platinum Games were involved at some point. They've since departed. I have no idea how this project's going to unfold, but i um, just cautiously curious. Nice. Good stuff. James, you got any, any another one? Uh, I was going to say... Um... Uh, I think it's called Songs of Glimmerwick, but I was watching a dev stream recently and I, I don't think that game is coming this year, unfortunately. Like, I, I will will it into existence, but until then, we'll we'll cover it then. <laughs> nice. We will, Um, if you're wondering where the Aussie games are at, we will actually have a separate little piece on Aussie games that we um, are going to focus on and we will probably have a chat about it on a future podcast. The start of the year has been a bit wild, I think, for everyone. Um, so apologies if you're uh, hanging out for that piece, but uh, it is it is in, in the oven. All right, let's move to what's on the run sheet because I don't know if the run sheet actually... It does have it, sorry. Uh, all right, we, we might make this a small little discussion topic rather than a news piece, but it's the Xbox uh, developer mm. direct. Let's just qu- quickly go through, through that because I feel like there's some talking points there. So, yeah, we got the new... Or the, sorry, the... Uh, Second, second developer direct, uh, or oh, sorry, developer underscore direct, uh, that uh, showcased five title or four, four or five titles. Five, um, yep. Five was five. Uh, yeah, with one little surprise showing up. Uh, and this, I think, is a this is a good little. I think as a format, it's a good little format. Um, I, you know, there's been a lot of. Uh, uh, criticisms and um, disappointment around the state of play format, like recently, um, and I think this they were quite um, what's the right word forefront. No, it's not the right. Word. But you know they were they were quite quite mm. open with what was coming. You know that they, they said don't expect any shadow drops like with uh, Hi-Fi Rush last year, and you're going to be seeing Indiana Jones, uh, Hellblade, Avowed, and whatever the other game was, Ara, Ara, yep. yeah, Ara history untold. Mm. Yeah, so I think they set expectations pretty 
you know, they set them rather than kind of going, oh, you know, are we going to see this? And then you're pissed off because you didn't, because you, know, yeah. you didn't see something. Mm. So I thought that was that was pretty neat. And then and they were nice little, you know, that they were curated, they were they were marketable. That you know, they were nice little segments that were fine. You know, they sh- showed off the games, and we got to see Avowed and Indiana Jones for the first time, and we got a release date for Hellblade Two, which is fuck man. If, if they didn't have a release date for that by now, then. Mm. Fuck me, running around the corner, uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I think everyone, I think you, you would have expected to get a release date for that because it was shown yeah. off at the Game Awards, but obviously we didn't get a date then, mm. um, so they're obviously saving it for for this. Uh, but let's go around the room. How'd you find the developer direct? Go, Adam. And I'll kick start. off. Yeah, I think the, I think the the general structure of it is really really strong so coming off because the first one obviously gave us i think hi-fi rush as the the surprise is hard to follow but i think they did a really good job of maybe setting the tone going forward so they they brought in visions of mana it's it's not something that'll speak to everyone but it'll be a nice surprise for some and getting a gameplay reveal will be you know, massive to fans of the series because it's it's a very long-running, ongoing series. Um, but it doesn't promise the world. Like, so they're not doing back-to-back shadow drops or, you know, th- a- announcing another gigantic, I don't know, a new uh, Gears title. I don't know what the fuck Xbox, <laughs> Xbox has. But, you know, they're not kicking the door down with another massive announcement. I think they're tempering expectations but still keeping it a little bit exciting. I think if they didn't have anything to show that was a surprise, it would maybe have bummed people out. But the fact that they did have a little surprise and what it actually was, Visions of Mana was a, a, a really good, a really good showing. We'll, we'll get into the specifics of the games, but yeah, as far as the layout's concerned, I, I don't really have any notes. I like seeing developers be able to talk about their games and you see a bit of behind the scenes, even though it's a very curated look at them i i still think it's important to be showing the in progress view of games because I, mm. I don't know a lot of a lot of people don't understand that games take time and effort to make they just assume mm. that they pop out of the ether uh so yeah any little behind the scenes look i think is important as well james you've been a uh, a big lover of xbox what do you uh, how do you find yeah. historical supporter um I- fine yeah like it was it was a it was a direct like uh you know i think it's a format that works for nintendo as well as it works here and usually works for sony when their fans don't whip themselves into a frenzy for no reason um i i think to adam's point about visions of mana being like the nice surprise edition here um if it had been an xbox exclusive i think i would have been more on board with that train of thought uh i think having a multi-platform okay i should also say as well like i understand why this is here from an xbox market share point of view like they're trying to push further into uh sort of the jrpg uh, vague amalgamation of of areas in, in development and i think having it there for visibility is great um but it's you know it's not like it's an xbox brand um it's, it's and so also i think having a like that that well, series is yeah. so long past its prime. Like I couldn't even get excited mm-hmm. for that. That's no disrespect on the series. It's you know it's ebbed and flowed, but yeah, no one's watching that 
seeing that other than a very small subset of that community getting excited mm-hmm. like it's not a final fantasy or a kingdom hearts it's one of square enix's yeah. whatever mm. like but i mean you could say the same about uh was aura history untold Ooh, right that, that looks like excited. it's for a very niche but yes market, you, absolutely so, um, yeah yeah uh, and i think it's good that directs take time to appeal to different core fan bases right it can't all just be first person uh triple a experiences there needs to be a balance there um i just yeah I, I don't know it was it was it was fine it was fine yep nathan yeah nice and pacey i like that there was a a good distribution of time between all five titles i thought you know it's but, um, you know, I would be encouraged to see the developers be able to speak a little bit more off script, you know, like some of those sequences with the devs just kind of talking about things was very fluffy, very rehearsed. Mm-hmm. But then we got to the gentleman that's doing sound design and experimenting with binaural audio on Hellblade 2. And this was a guy that was excited about his job. And um, I got absolutely drawn in. Like, what they're talking about, the atmospheric sound in that game, is actually genuinely exciting. It's a game I'm not, I wasn't really keen for, but that aspect alone and what they're able to do with that, having heard that approach to sound design in other games, like Inside, and how that was developed in a similar way, like, that's so ambitious. And I got to, you know, I got to really grasp the ambition that's occurring in that studio. Everything else is just like, Yes, we are happy workers. We are doing the video game. We are all happy, happy, happy. And uh, I don't know, whatever. That very expected, like, here at Xbox, we like players. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, put your hands down. Before Steve <laughs> takes me to the bathroom and beats me up. Like, I, I don't know what's going on in those studios. But um, <laughs> yeah, that was super exciting. I'd love to see more of that. Just, you know, let the let the weird nerds that are doing the really niche shit in development go off script and get really excited because that got me excited. Mm. yeah i mean we we got a kind of i mean if you want to call it a look behind the curtain you know there was some stuff at uh, uh was it the it might have been the hellblade one where they were doing like the mocap stuff and mm-hmm. it, like mm. i wish you we got to see more of that stuff i wish that because they because they must document all this shit right so i, mm. I wish there was some more like even if it's like in-house made like documentaries you know very safe stuff but just a look at how these these things are made um, it's kind of like when yeah. you and I, James, when we went to Singapore for Skull and Bones, right, and we got to walk through the studio. And, you know, yes, again, it, it, it was very prepared. It, it was a very pre- prepared mm. uh, experience, but it still gave us a look at how this stuff is done, right? Like what environment yeah. these people work in and, uh, you know, what goes into actually making what mm-hmm. we play. Um, yeah. It's a, a dual quality of like it humanizes the people that make games. That's great. And it also demystifies the production process. Like these mm. things shouldn't be kept under lock and key for seven years while they work on it. Like I think it should be in a more open process about things need to get made and it takes time and effort. You know? I think yeah, it's well, a, a well, no, sorry, go. Zach. Go for it. Go. No, go. No, you go. Mine's not a different point. So cool. I was just going to say, I think it's a tricky balance because Looking at, so Ara, for instance, when I was putting together the wrap up, they do have a consistent stream of developer updates where they do behind the scenes shit. Um, And it was similar in a sense with, there was another game, I'm not going to be able to remember it, but it's it's tricky, right? Because you can put these out on YouTube and the, the mega fans will go there and they'll see it. It's harder for these bigger directs or showcases or whatever because if you remember back to like e3 times where they would do 
the conference and they'd say, now stick around for after the, the conference and we're going to do an in-depth deep dive into whatever game it is that we're talking about. If you looked at viewership, it fucking plummets. Like mm-hmm. on these bigger stages, it's hard to keep people's attention, especially when it's not just like a flashy trailer or, you know, a, a deep dive into systems that are completely done. I'm not saying that we shouldn't see these behind the scenes looks, but if you don't curate them, I fear that you alienate people and people stop caring. So I'd, I'm just saying that it must be a very hard balancing act to try and get people invested and keep their attention. Yeah. Some so, people just see it as like they're, they're vegetables that they've got to consume in order to get that. Taste ex- game. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. And well, like, I definitely want to see, yeah, I want to see the behind the scenes things and I want to see them highlighted on a bigger stage. I just don't know how you do it effectively yeah. and still, you know, get the views that you want. So just, just, just for, so we understand I, i'm not talking about we see all these behind the scenes at these developer directs i just mean like documentaries that we can have access to whether it's part of a game whether mm. they're worked up on youtube um because you know i'm i'm right there with what with adam said you know once a buddy two hour xbox conference at 3 a.m in the morning is done and it fin- finishes at 5 a.m there's no fucking way i'm hanging around to fucking watch mm. whatever it is, you know. But mm. if you bung that up on YouTube, like I'll probably check it out, you know, at a later date kind of thing. But it's just more like what Ubi, not Ubisoft, fucking Naughty Dog did with uh, Last of Us, right? This this kind of making mm. of and this this, this this look at how the game is made. And uh, I just wish more games, in, you know, included that as part of the package or the product, if you if you want to call it that. Yeah. So not mm-hmm. not like I get that. Yeah. They, these things. I've got to be paced and, like you said, curated correctly. Otherwise, people don't give a fuck during mm. the show. But I just more mean like an actual look at how shit's made. Um, it's going to sound real petty, a, but like that's going to be an additional expense to have somebody of course, put yeah, that yeah, together. Yeah. And with the way but things they obviously, are at the like, But they clearly do it though. Like, so they're like, they clearly film all this stuff. So it's going to be some fucking intern with his finger up his ass in one of the cubicles <laughs> like... He's got something to do. Like, you know what I mean? I love this little insight you. into how you treat a sack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, if they can fucking make, spend, you know. No, actually, I'm not going to say that. There's money to but, throw around. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, let's go with that. Yeah. That's a much nicer way of putting it. <laughs> mm. being All diplomatic right. tonight. Uh, okay, let's go through the, the four titles. James. Mm-hmm. How did you feel? Five, sorry, five titles. How did you feel oh. about Avowed? <laughs> oh, look, uh, I didn't love uh, the Outer Worlds, um, and so it's put me on a bit of a back foot with Obsidian. Um, I, I have actually recently been playing uh, Kotor Two, and that game is incredible. I, I'm having the best time. I, I don't know if that Obsidian exists anymore. Looking at Avowed, I don't know. I just, I just don't know. I, I think it's, it's a little wonky. Um, it's actually something I want to talk about with Indiana Jones as well, but um, I just don't know about this one. Um, I, I think the, the, the concept of the setting of like a, you know, a hero character going to a mysterious land affected by an odd plague. Cool. I'm on board with that. The key art was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my Wasn't life. It? Yeah. Um, but the, the gameplay itself, I don't know, it's a first-person magic slinging game, and it looks like one of those, and um, I don't know, for, for me, it's just all about the quality of the writing in those quests, and um, yeah, I, I hope that this is more, 
Pentiment Obsidian, then Outer Wilds, Worlds Obsidian, I guess. It's um, it's funny that you bring up the the key art, right? I feel like that has like that that is a gorgeous key art, mm. but very much. I feel like that that is almost the biggest takeaway from that whole show, which I think doesn't is not mm. a positive thing. Um, Agreed. Yeah. 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 Nathan, how how do you feel about about? Yeah, so, like, obviously, at, at some points, they had, like, developers talking about it, and they didn't demystify it in any way. So, again, that real fluffy, um, you know, talk was all about it. But the thing that I had was... the So, yeah, like James, the writing, world building, and all that is there. I'll be along for the ride, no problem. But the combat had me a little bit lost. Like, it didn't look very dynamic, especially coming off games like... Um, the avian oh, immortals uh, of avian right yeah, like that yeah, yeah, that yeah, game was so yeah. dynamic like you you do not stand still for a second in that game and you're up and down and all over the place this was very i don't know kind of remind me of like an elder scrolls and and we're, or like old fallout we're kind of like well past that now um really stilted mm. not very weighty uh combat that's very up close um so i'm a bit nervous i didn't think that the combat looked like it's something that would sustain me for that runtime particularly because we didn't see much in the way of variety. Like we saw a lot of the same enemy types, a lot of the same weapon types, a lot of the same skills being used. There was nothing that made me go, oh, I'm really excited to see where it goes from here if this is all we're being shown. That's me being super critical. I'm actually quite keen on this. Um, I just don't think it's going to get any Game of the Year awards. Mm. Mm. Look, not my kind of game, so I'm not probably really one to, nah, to judge. So. But... Yeah. but um... I found that voice acting to be quite oh. terrible. Yeah, it didn't quite, quite click for terrible. me either. Very it rough. Looked, I mean, sorry, it sounded bad. Like, I don't want to, you know, kick, but that is just, that was bad. Anyway. I, I played too many, like, mm. Japanese games with the English voiceover. That wasn't bad to me, but I was like, it wasn't the standard I was expecting. Mm. I, I, I feel like it's hard to get bad voice acting these days like you play like a lot of indie game stuff and there's just some mm. stellar voice acting going around like and there's tons of quality talent but like it was just i mean you know that might be a, a placeholder might be like one of the devs maybe just had to jump into the booth and fang off some lines and like the old days get, um <laughs> but yeah anyway uh do we think it's going to release this year yeah, I, I don't see why not. Sure. <laughs> Go on then. They released a uh, like an extended behind the scenes look at it, uh, which included a bit more gameplay. Oh. Um, and it was still mm. more of that same section, uh, okay. which they were like, oh, it's just a totally optional area. Like this is just a, a small kind of part of the game. Um, but for me, like looking at the rhythm of the combat, yes, uh, it makes you. me think it's a bit earlier than it probably needs to be uh, to release this year. But. Who knows? Games tend to come together in the last few weeks, apparently. So, mm. I mm. think it will because I think Xbox has a reputation of delaying, and I think because they've actually finally put a, a label, uh, sorry, not not label, a a date on this game. I think they're gonna. I think it'll mm. it'll come out, but I think it, it'll. Well, they've it'll, put a, a window on it. Yeah, yeah, right? fall, yeah. twenty four. Yeah. yeah, fall. Yeah, yeah. which, which fall. is which is what Q two, I think. Yes. No, how fall would be... So it's their fall, which Autumn. would be our... Spring. Our Q4, September? I think. 
So that yeah, so that's the end of the year. So they've got a whole year relative yeah. Yeah. Well that's because they fucking do these seasons bullshit. Just say Q four. Exactly. Like how fucking hard is it? Mate, that's some free advice there for you, Microsoft. Um all right, second one is probably the biggest one of the well, in terms of probably excitement from the well played team, I would say. And that would be Hellblade uh Senua's saga. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hellblade Sacrifice. Fucking Hellblade Sacrifice. God. Hellblade 2. Um, oh, I was so close. Uh, I've not played the first one, so for those that have played the first one and are keen on the second, talk to me. Adam? Yeah, I think this looks fucking mint. So when you were talking about games that you'd like, you'd like to see behind the scenes bits from, um, I'll gobble up any developer diary behind the scenes you know how they put this game together that i can get my hands on because i think that it's the first was a very special little game it had kind of janky combat but i didn't care whatsoever um, because the just everything else about the package was so stellar um it tells a very thought-provoking story in a way that you that probably hasn't been done as well before, at least. Um, and I think Hellblade 2 kind of takes all of those ideas and then just kind of, I mean, obviously expands on, you know, visual, audio, all of that jazz. But from what they're showing, it also makes the combat and like the the moment-to-moment gameplay more satisfying and more engaging. So if they can marry those two things together, I think it will be spectacular. And yeah, getting a release date fucking finally, because they've shown this off a few times and it's always ended on the 2024 and it's just <laughs> slowly sapping away at my soul. So the fact that Did I can circle a date on my calendar. Them? Sorry, no. window it? I don't, think, I don't think they ever windowed it before until now. I'm not sure about a window, but yeah, they've they've been very coy with it. So mm. it's yeah, it's good to know when we can expect it. How do you feel that it's going to be digital only and the same length as the first one? Given, and this is a the latter part of that uh, mm. question. Given that's been in development for probably what sixish years, maybe more. I am completely fine with length. I don't think saying oh but you've been developing it for six years it should be three times the length i'd like sure we've waited a long time i don't think length is indicative to quality like i'm happy if it's a tight little experience that's going to be as effective and affecting as the first game or more so fantastic more power to you um my question is more that should a game i don't know should a game this long take this long I don't know. I don't develop games, mate. I feel like yeah. I feel like six years is a long fucking time though for a game like that to be in 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 development. Yeah. I would imagine that it's shifted. Microsoft at some point. needs a um, home run, like a premium product. Yeah, right. They, uh, they need an adult game, um, and I think that this has the potential to be that. Also, has the potential to not that first game was very esoteric and weird. It's, and it wonderful. looked like a mass market game. It very much was not. It, it certainly exactly. wasn't. Yeah. Yes. Um, so marketing this as cold. such is 
Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's an interesting choice, but like, I, I do think this thing needs to be uh, as close to perfect as it can be for the sake of the broader Xbox brand. And so if you've got Microsoft in the background been like, we can afford to give you another year and a half to polish, go for it. Um, I, I think it's, if that's what's happened, that that's wonderful. There's also the possibility to just change directions a bunch of time during uh, development. Mm. So who who knows? I'm I think that, like, it, yeah, I think that is a separate conversation um, that we obviously can't have because we got no fucking clue about what goes on behind closed mm. doors. But there must be a lot of money wasted on changing directions and shit like that. But anyway, mm. Nathan, how do you feel about uh, Hellblade Two? Yeah, it certainly turned me around. Like, like as I just mentioned, uh, the first game left me cold. It's not that it was anything but a good game, just didn't enjoy playing it. Uh, it certainly enjoyed the experience of it. And to see that they're expanding the experiential aspect of this in a big way, the fact they're putting so much love and artistry into the audiovisuals um, in experimental ways, it sounds, has me very tickled. Uh, but but like I say, this is not going to be a game for everyone, despite the you know that surface appeal looking like it's a God of War adjacent type thing. Uh, I'm 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 quite tickled after that developer director because I was kind of a bit indifferent. I was like, yeah, the the you know the trailers are super sexy, but is this something I actually want to play? After that, particularly with the little background talk about the audio and stuff, I'm like, oh hell yeah, I need to try this. So that's uh, pretty positive. Very cool. Well, that is coming May 21st this year. Digital only. Game Pass Day 1, as you know, because it's an Xbox first party. Did the first one come to Xbox? Uh, to Xbox. To PlayStation? Eventually? Mm -hmm. Yep. It did, yeah, yes, it did. Right. Yeah, right. Um, wild. Wild, eh? Um, mm. 50, $50 US, I think, is was what I read. I don't know how much that's going to translate yeah. to just Aussie dollars, Sounds maybe like 80, a, 70. Like 70, 60. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very, yeah, very, very, very cool. Um, then we got Ara. Was that next? Mm -hmm. Or was it the surprise? It was the surprise. That was our midway okay, point. Sorry. Was, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, then we had a little uh, bit of a surprise and we got the next game in the manor. Manor? Manor? Yeah, this mana, uh, poisons context, I think. Ma uh, yeah. Mana, uh, yeah. which is vi Visions of Mana, I think is what it's called. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I know fucking nothing about this, so if anyone wants to jump in and take over, looks like a Nathan game. Yeah, like I'll, I'll probably give it a go. I don't know if it's a day one thing for me. Um, like this is, this is a, a classic series for Square Enix. This has been around since, I don't know, 89 or something. Like this is a very long-spanning series. I think what sets this apart for Square Enix, what is kind of uncommon for them, is that this uses like real-time actions, real hacky slashy. Um, but I never found it to have a lot of depth. It's usually just mashing the same couple of buttons for the same result hours upon hours. Um, and, and just, you know, there was some open world or like open zone exploration going on, fighting some monsters in the world, but it all kind of looked a little textureless, kind of looked a little like uh, this isn't, this is the B team kind of thing. I don't know. I'm being especially harsh on it. I I don't really know what to expect here. I just wasn't quite blown away with what I saw. There is something lost. Uh, the, the, the art direction and concept art for the Mana series is so oh, gorgeous it's the best and so part. striking to me. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I see it translated into this kind of weird 3D anime look and it just kills it for me. Correct. Uh, I, I really do not like the translation at all. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to like this. The, the dog was cute. 
I, that's kind of it. I'm in the same boat as you. I the want to like fox. this. So I'll reserve. I always reserve space for about a half dozen JRPG disappointments each year. And, you know, I hope this one's a winner. <laughs> Not a loser. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. And then we got... Ara, but that's not the full Mystery name, is Untold. it? Mystery Untold, which is like a city builder. History. History, History. sorry. Uh, th- again, this looks like it's up. Uh, Nathan, you love your city builders. Yeah, I got really you? excited when I saw this. I had no idea what it was. Is, is this a game that's been announced previously, or is this the first time we'd seen it? Yep. Yeah, yeah right. it was yeah. announced previously, but it hadn't gotten anywhere near as much detail. It was just, hey, we're making this thing. And that's about it. Yeah. So this was the the big meat and potatoes reveal for them. So just a very aesthetically pleasing, uh, what looks to be 4X game. So, you know, expand, exploit, exterminate, whatever the fourth one is, your you Civ-like <laughs> games. Um, but I think, I think there's just going to be a couple of like interesting decisions that is going to set this one apart. Apparently, uh, I, this isn't actually part of what was shown, but I saw an article afterwards. The game's going to like let you in on the fact that you've basically hit a point of no return the next, you know, five hours that you spend here are just, you know, you're doomed to fail. Like, it gives you an out nice and early, telegraphs that for you. Um, I thought that was fantastic because I've definitely overcommitted to oh, doomed yeah, games right. of Civ and lost hours upon hours, and that wasn't great. Um, so I, I think it's going to take an established formula and hopefully do some cool things with it. But I don't think this is, like, anything super revolutionary. Just it's going to tickle an itch. Nice. And that is coming some... No, sorry. Just got a window, uh, visions yeah? Of, yeah, Visions of Mana is summer, so our winter. Right. And this one is... Uh, fall. Fall, so again, in the in the spring. Yeah. Our cube. All right, cool. Then the big, uh, the big reveal, the big finale, the juicy, juicy one we got was Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. So we finally got to see Machine Games' take on Indiana Jones. Uh, they're using Indiana... Uh, Harrison Ford's likeness, uh, well, Harrison Ford's take on in, in, in Indiana Jones or his younger self as Indiana Jones because it's set in the middle? Set between, yeah, between two and three. Raiders and Last Crusade, okay. yeah. 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 Um, and we've got Troy Baker as the voice actor for Harrison, sorry, for Indiana Jones. God, we love him. We, uh, how do we feel about that? About Troy Baker or the game? How do we feel about Troy Baker first? How do we feel about Troy Baker's Harrison Ford impersonation? I felt Certainly like it was a Troy that. Baker's <laughs> Troy Baker, like it. it I don't know. It, he was fine, I guess. Okay. I think All it's. Right. I. Th- I don't know. It's fucking hard, right? So if you're gonna take someone's likeness and then put like, and Harrison Ford has such a distinct voice. Correct. Mm-hmm. So to use his likeness and then put someone else's voice to his face. I don't know. It just felt really weird. Like, I know I, I get the appeal of having Harrison Ford plastered on an Indiana Jones product. I do. I understand. And I get it. I feel like if it was just an Indiana Jones, like it had a completely different model and it was Troy Baker's voice, I think I would care a little bit less, but the, the two together just, I don't know. It didn't vibe with me. Yeah, I was all set up for... I had in my mind that this was going to be like an original indie and, you know, yeah. we expect new likeness, new whatever, so we're not tied to any canon. I don't know if I'm a little bit disappointed that they have to squeeze themselves in between two films and potentially, you know, cut off a little story ambition. I don't know. It feels a bit Star Wars product 
Yeah, that's 60, a well put. 67,000, <laughs> where it's like this one's set between Anakin picking up this rock and by the time it lands when he threw it. Like, yeah, mm. it, it's a bit unfortunate. So I was surprised. I was surprised to see the likeness and that they were fully committing yeah. to establishing it within the existing IP, et cetera, et cetera. But we, uh, so we finally uh, found out that it's going first person. There are there are some kind of third person uh, traversal, I think, yeah, moments. Yeah, I say, but sure. yeah, yeah. But the game is is essentially a first person action adventure game. You've got a whip. You've got something else. I can't remember. I can't a remember. Whip. <laughs> yeah. A whip and a pistol seem to be kind of the, the main pistol. combat. Yeah. Um, but right from the start, we we kind of um, it seems like it's got that. Machine Games flavor, like it's got that villain aspect to it where you kind of feel like the villain's going to play a big part in the story as as they kind of do in like the Wolfenstein games. Um, yeah, I, sure. I don't know. I'm not sure how I really felt about the overall thing. It looked fine. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, in love with Indiana Jones to begin with, but, oh, you know, it's on, it's on Game Pass, so I'll give it a crack. But I, I thought it looked okay. Yeah. James, how'd you find Nathan, find... earlier when we were talking about Alone in the Dark, you brought up that YouTube comment that was like, it's good to see the Xbox 360 era get its swan song. <laughs> yeah. This is like watching a Wii game get a fucking swan song. Uh, uh, I think this looks wow. rough. Yeah, yeah I, I think it looks clunky and slow and oddly animated. I I don't see any of the machine games charm that I like no. in here. I'm, I'm, I'm not vibing with whatever this is. So from, a, from a gameplay, you mean? Or just yeah, I, I just think like you know, machine games is is so much about like that that visceral, immersive kind of, kind like, of like speed for an exactly yeah, right, yeah. and and this is just it's so slow, um, and I get that that's yeah they're fundamentally different experiences than like Wolfenstein. I totally get that, but I think in whatever they've done to translate with the whip combat and everything, it just looks as if I should be sitting there like flicking a Wiimote and just been like, yeah, I'm Indiana Jones, yeah, um, <laughs> and I just. I, I don't know. It, it's sort of like the same issue I have with the avowed stuff where I, I don't know what happens in a Microsoft studio, but there's a good idea. And then it goes through the Microsoft machine and it comes out as this kind of, kind of okay looking version of itself. Uh, and I, I just think it's interesting that I'm seeing it happen across multiple franchises here with the exception of Hellblade. I know I'm uh, almost probably conspiracy theorist here, right? But I... I swear that Game Pass is the reason for this. There's a certain level of, I don't say budgetary like requirements, but there's but Game Pass has a has a ceiling, right? Like I don't think you're going to get mm. those expensive first uh, not first uh, first party games like you get from a Sony thing when mm. you're relying on subscriptions. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe I got no fucking idea like what I'm talking about, right? But I feel like Game Pass it's going to eventually over time you know the more expensive these things become to make uh you know games mm-hmm. in general um but you know, everything costs more to fucking do so you got to pay people mm-hmm. more kind of thing so i just think there's a a limit to what it's like okay we're not going to mm-hmm. sell you know we're, we're going to sell 100 units you know at, at retail right for example but we're going to get a thousand downloads so but the downloads mm-hmm. don't translate into as much i don't know I just feel like that that's 
I, there's a little bit. I do just to want to clarify as well. Like I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking about budget here. Like I, it's not, it's not raw production quality. It's, it's more the formation of ideas and overall art direction. There's a, for lack of a better term, there's a lack of vibes to a lot of what Xbox puts out. And I think this Indiana Jones game is a really good example of something that should work. And then the end product that we're looking at at the moment is just a very, like you said before, you think it looks fine. And that's mm. broadly our reaction to a lot of Xbox IP at this point. It's like, oh yeah, that looks like a video game. Um, and you can, uh, I don't know. I just, I want more from what they're putting out. Yeah. So it's probably not controversial for me to say, I feel like I've been poo-pooing a lot, but actually I thought this was all, you know, all around a really cool uh, direct, but this was probably the, the game that I took le like least of a liking to. And it's because as I was watching that gameplay, um, it was only reminding me, I don't know if anyone ever played this, but uh, there was Activision did a 007 Quantum of Solace game. So they took an established <laughs> movie license. Yeah. They, did whole, they did the whole, we'll get Daniel Craig's likeness and everything. And it was just a shooter of just set pieces and slow like mm -hmm. animations and stuff. And that's kind of what I was seeing in that trailer. Like a lot of, look, kind of look like set pieces and, you know, all these animations that you, I assume that you're locked into when you're whipping people now. I'm like, where's the dynamic flavor if I've got to sit through one of these every time I engage someone? Um, I'm just going to want to like, you know, get the pistol out and start dropping folks. But I don't know, <laughs> just a weird showing, I suppose. Mm. Oh, don't forget they also reminded you that you can uh, pick up a shovel and go stealthy <laughs> <Some lot more. laughs> i did forget yeah. that oh no <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know i don't know mixed feelings I particularly on this sign one. three eh? adam balance us out <laughs> nah i can't because i don't think this looks great either but so for years it's been when we talk about or when anyone talks about the uncharted series they're like oh it's the video yeah. game version of Indiana Jones I think that's for a reason because Indiana mm. Jones like as a character and those movies I really like Indiana Jones I'm not a super fan by any stretch of the imagination they're fun a video game adaptation doesn't really work like he's an archaeologist that avoids getting into firefights he runs away from boulders like there's these set piece moments but it it's it's nothing that translates overly well into a video game what you could do is take portions of it, you know, build it up a little bit and make it a, a shooting gallery that has platforming segments and puzzle solving, which is un, it's uncharted. And we have that. And mm. I think it's going to hurt because they like, there's going to be comparisons regardless if it's first person, third person really doesn't matter. There are going to be comparisons to, all right, well, we had Indiana Jones, but a, but a video game. Now we've got, an Indiana Jones video game. And I, I just think at the end of the day, Uncharted is still going to come out as the, I, I guess the, the better game of the two. I'm not saying it's the better license or whatever, but yeah. Also just make it third person for fuck's sake. You're playing as <laughs> Indiana Jones. I want to see my Indiana Jones. It's the same gripe I had for Avatar. You're playing as an eight foot blue alien and I can't fucking see them unless I'm <laughs> riding my Ikran. Like what, what the fuck? Why? Why? I reckon it was de Harrison Ford deliberate agreed to six hours of his face and that's it. So you got to spread it out somehow. <laughs> I do reckon that, that that was a deliberate just choice to separate it from Uncharted and your Tomb Raiders. Mm -hmm. um, I reckon so Because well. I think if you did it as a third person, everyone will just... Be I like, agree. It's yeah. just another thing, Uncharted. Um, mm. or, well, but yeah. now it's a lesser product in total. Also, it's going to have those 
really irritating transitional moments. Like there were a few in the trailer where it whips from third person, from first person to third person to see you swinging something and then back into first person. I hate that shit. I'm not about mm-hmm. that. It's like the, I know the, the Deus Ex games did that. Yes, the, they the certainly ones. did. Yeah, the last two. Um, and I always, always, always thought every time it happened, can you just pick a fucking lane? Like, I like it as a first person game. I would like it as a third person game. I don't want it to be a hybrid of the two. And I just, I think for, for indie in particular, if they're going to be doing big set piece moments and have you swinging, it's going to be really disjointed. I can't see how they're not going to make it disjointed. So let's hope they surprise us. Let's Fingers hope they crossed. surprise us. Fingers Great circle crossed. sounds like shit too. Terrible name. <laughs> it does. It's awful, isn't it? And especially because Dial of Destiny was right there recently, um, which yeah. is a great name for a pretty average movie. But well, uh, yeah. That has been dated. Sorry, windowed. Oh, it just says, sorry. It just says 2024. So, um, yeah. So next year. Yeah. There we go. Eh? Yeah. Uh, I think these will all come out this year. I'm confident. Um, but anyway, very good. Buddy, just, buddy just got like a, a shiver. He's like, that <laughs> yeah, feels like a milkshake exactly. bet. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got to cash in on the uh, other two at some stage. Uh, all right, let's move on to the news. James, what do you got for us? Ah, love news. Um, oh. Especially when there's such good news as this. Uh, this afternoon, Riot Games laid off 11% of its staff, approximately 530 jobs. Uh, this was announced on Twitter sort of simultaneously as the redundancy emails went out at the, as well. So it is just a, a nightmare of a situation for these people that have been affected. It's a huge amount of layoffs. Um, they, they said in both statements it's effectively because since 2019, Riot Games had been over-investing and overreaching in a lot of their goals and ambitions. And now they wanted to like really refocus in on games, uh, bring everything sort of back in line and make it a studio with a, a sharper focus again. The next paragraph of the email is them also talking about how esports, entertainment and music are also the focus now as well. So fucking who knows? Um, it, it just seems like uh, another, you know, horrible year for and layoffs in the and industry. And then they um, cancelled... Uh, yes. two, no, sorry, they shut down a project and cancelled another, I think. Yeah, they had an initiative uh, yes. where they would mm-hmm. like, um, allow smaller devs to do things with their IP. And to, to this it date, there's cold. been super cool stuff come out of it. I don't think anything's missed. Um, no, I was, I feel, Riot Forge. Riot Forge. Was the name yeah, of I was genuinely it. looking um, forward to these games. I haven't played much of them, but they look fantastic. Mm-hmm. But there's yeah, another one. Um, that's it. Like Project Babel or something like that that they, that they talk um, about. I'm sure there was. Um, anyway, I got they, caught yeah, up on a lot of the, the email, but yeah, I think uh, not that I agree that this is the right way to go about it, but I think maybe that simultaneously announcement is maybe to stop, is to put them in control of the announcement oh, rather than yeah, yeah, rather than like uh, email. Again, I'm not saying that that this is how people should find out, but I think that's yeah. probably why they did it so that you know. There's no like leaking this email to mm. whoever it may be. Um, yeah, it's you know. yeah. I think like the the push to be openly transparent about like, hey, this is what we sent our employees because they also posted the internal email on their website as well, um, which listed like a bunch of different redundancy sort of programs they've put in place to help support uh, the people that have been affected by this. Um, to me, it just it uh, trying to present yourself as like 
yeah, we're, we're fucking over, over 500 people, but we're doing it in the nicest way possible. And we deserve an applause for that. Cause I, there's no other reason to do this right. than to soften the public image blow that this causes to your company. Um, Absolutely. I, I think it's slimy. I, I don't, don't care in, for it. In, in saying that though the redundancy packages that they are getting seem to be quite good it's like six months of pay mm-hmm. um there was some more things i can't remember there was some more like there's some programs yeah doing, the, I think. they get medical up until the end and of a their laptop employment date and and a laptop <laughs> yeah like we know that looking for jobs is hard so you can borrow a laptop from riot like okay cheers <laughs> on your right yeah. Yeah. um which yes is better than nothing but uh, but again it's the same thing we're seeing across the entire industry with like uh kotaku's got like a running tally at this point it was 3,800 layoffs already this year um so this pushes us into the 4,000 range um this doesn't affect the ceos this doesn't affect the the sort of um operational top dogs of these companies right like if you've rapidly expanded too much cut back elsewhere rather than culling you know, half a thousand people's lives. Um, yeah, yeah no. And the other thing yeah. that is slightly odd, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe I'm not too sure how redundancy works right, but they're giving six months pay, which is yes. like, could you not hang on for another three to see if the, if the ship turns mm. kind of thing? And maybe the CEO or the, you know, the corporates or the, uh, that, like, you know, they, they take a X amount of pay cut. Mm-hmm. Of, of course they won't write, but you know. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, maybe in three months we're back on track kind of thing because we have more mm-hmm. people to help steer the ship in this sharper focus. But no, nah, we'll mm-hmm. just fuck them off, nah. paying pay for six yeah. months and we get our bonus. Yeah. The uh, the email as well, I noted this in my news piece, but like the, the redundancy thing had a like, you know, hey, we're offering you six months of redundancy uh, as per local law. Like, okay. Oh, right. Cool. I was and then when they were like... Yep. Yeah, we're also giving you continued access or limited access to your staff email. And then, like, there's another line that's like, despite the fact that this is uncommon in instances like this, like, what, uh, do, what, what do you want? Like, why are you mm. seeking validation on this? <laughs> like, um, I don't know. It, it's bad email. HR's getting yeah. paid, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. They, they but put it's, the yeah, work it's, in on um, that. Just on the whole Kotaku or just the whole thing, really, it's, it's, it's fucked. It is. And mm-hmm. this is just January. Um, yeah, there's more to exactly. come. Well, uh, it has to have flow-on effects outside of its own industry. I mean, these are human lives in what is supposed to be the most profitable yeah. entertainment industry. And where do they take their skills? Where do the new skills yeah. come in? Um, it's mm-hmm. a great loss. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I don't know the full extent of everyone's profit and loss ratio, but I feel like a lot of companies are making profits um, mm. and big mm-hmm. ones, and we're still. Yeah cutting um it's a shame because mm-hmm. we had uh, a little uh smaller announcement i know that cr games is losing i think they also did 11 percent of their staff yeah. or something like that they're obviously a lot right a, a lot smaller um i think i read it might have been in, ash might have dropped it in slack or someone did um a lot of it is like marketing and stuff like that there's only a handful mm. i think of actual developer job losses but i dare not, I'm not sure how true mm-hmm. that is, but again, it was just like they, you know, they need to stem the bleeding kind of thing and refocus. Mm-hmm. And, and then there was another company that um, I can't remember who it was. Sorry, but yeah, it's just fucked. Yeah, it just and stuff like this makes me feel like new IPs and stuff like that are going to get less and less. You know, they're already less now, mm-hmm. but they're going to get even yeah. less. Like 
like, and I think we're going to see more remakes, more things that are guaranteed to yeah, like safer bets. Yeah. yeah, to get cash right, like, which yeah. is shit. Like, fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm. Agreed. Uh, on the topic of games that are remakes of other games, um, Pal World has sold over 6 million copies and has 1.7 million concurrent Steam players at its height. That is a record, absurd. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, I think it's been like four days the game's been out. Like, um, now this is a game that's also on Game Pass, both PC and console. There is technically no imperative to outright buy this thing, and it has popped off. Um, has anyone here dabbled in Pal World other than me? My partner has. Um, she okay. she was like she couldn't get past the whole surface gimmick of it all. So like, oh, it's mm-hmm. it's a little bit thin. It, it's it's a very thin game. It's it's an amalgamation of like Breath of the Wild, Monster Hunter, Pokemon, uh, Elden Ring, like just every popular open world survival experience you can think of. They've just crammed it all into one game with some poke- with some designs that feel very reminiscent of Pokemon. Um, I understand technically why maybe this is taken off the way that it is i think there are a lot of people who are craving this kind of experience like we were talking with before about green hell and like even in a bad game i enjoy those systems and i think power world is tapping into that but you know stable servers with your friends plus guns plus the the uh like the 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 meme factor yes. you know like the the joke of power world um but I mean, the, the developer's been pretty open about its love of AI recently, so that's a whole other fucking problem. Um, yeah, just a huge, huge sales boom to kick the year off. Does it have a Do st- think- sharp drop off in its near future? I wonder though. That's it. Yeah. Do we think Nintendo I mean, there's not will uh, come much. after it? Nah, I, I think there was uh, some some game journal did a report where like she spoke to a bunch of uh, actual lawyers about this, and they were like, "There's not really much you could do in this situation." Um, like the designs are very reminiscent, let's say, um, but like everything in Power World is reminiscent of something else. A, a lot of Nintendo titles as well. Um, it's I don't think they can pin them for anything other than just poor taste. Um, Fair. Mm, yeah. Mm. There you go. Uh, speaking, speaking of poor taste, taste absolutely. Focus. <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? Um, so Focus Entertainment has decided that it's going to change its uh, name to Pull Up Entertainment. Uh, mm. This is Pull Up with the, both P's capitalized on either end just for, just for good measure. This is one of the... Exactly. Re- really? Have, yeah. Is that actually what they've done? So, Adam, that means every mm-hmm. time you write pull up, you're expected to capitalise oh, for the end Fuck's sake. I know, right? First don't, don't nod, nod now this shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> At least don't nod was the same name, but just the uh, stylization change there. Mm. It was, I mean, oh. fuck me running. This is a... Uh, there is a reason... Oh, why I see I what they've done. Pull up, they want I to, get um, it, because it's a... What what do you a, call it? It's Same pa- shit. Palind- Palindrome. Palindrome. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is funny. Comments, are they solidate or to what's the, uh, there? There actually is a fucking thing that they put out. I don't remember what it, what it said though. But it's basically like to consolidate the three different divisions or something like that under one. Yes. Blanket. I'm, I'm one... kind of skimming over it now. Uh, the studio's division, which includes the seven creative studios, deck 13, Strauman, 12 tenths, Lekia studio, Blackmill, dovetail and carpool are now pull up. Fucking atrocious. <laughs> it's just. <Skirt>. Awful. <laughs> that's, 
That's all I so can think go. of, Nathan, when you pull up. It, like, yeah. for fuck's sake. <laughs> this is, it's like, what was Play On before? Oh, uh, uh, Coke Kosh Media, Media or, or Cock Media. But yeah, no, who no, the no, fuck no. knows Media? Because who knows <laughs> yeah. how to fucking pronounce it? Why do these companies go from... But Focus Entertainment is fine. Yes. Focus is, is really don't struggle That's with that. okay. It's also, it's a household name in our circles, yeah. right? Like, and it, people and that know games know Focus. Right. It yeah. does have recognition, yeah. like, to the point where it's it's almost gotten to where you're like, oh, that looks like a Focus game. That's massive. If you have yes, that, exactly. don't fuck with it. Are you kidding me? And it's got and that... pull um, up his shit! Not reputation is the wrong word, but that... What's the word? Not esteem. I can't think of the right word, but it's got that... Blah. That like, you know, you, you see like an Annapurna like game. It's you, brand yeah, like, value. Like it has yeah. something. Mm-hmm. It has something like behind the it, name. Like published by Focus. You go, okay, well, this is going to be You're like, oh, probably it's a pretty good. Published by Pull Up. You're going to yeah. have a little bit of a giggle, eh? <laughs> I just <laughs> can't. Well, the only thing I'm hoping is that these fucking shareholders. I'm thinking about going to this French share market and buying a share and voting on this because this is how dumb it fucking is. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to do that though because I don't know if I even can do that. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that the shareholders vote against it. Yes. Mm, same. Why the Best fuck would anyone want to do that? Like, all right. That's French, so bad. French, France, this is your, this is your chance. Get something right. Be on, be on the right <laughs> side of the victory for once. Cop that. <laughs> Someone uh, in France is watching this. Unless there's something else. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. Uh, is that all for the news? Uh, I believe so, but cool. I may have missed something. I don't think so. I don't think there's anything that. Um... No, I can't think of anything. So let's get off topics and we'll whip through that and then we'll head on home. Uh, Adam, go for it. Hi. Hi, Adam from Well Played. I have an op- off topic this week. Um, I watched X. The A24 horror movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty good. It was, it was fine. Um, apparently Pearl was, is, is set in the same it's a universe. I don't know. We need another. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess so. We certainly need another name for collective media because I'm sick of using the term the universe. of Pearl? Like, you, you know that Pearl was a character in X. Yes. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I got that. Yeah. Um, there's certainly some, like, fun kills in it. Um, like, yeah, it's it's nothing groundbreaking. No, but certainly not. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. I thought it was solidly okay. Yeah, absolutely. And they've got a third one on the way as well. Yeah, I hear this. Mi- That's... Mia? Okay. Yeah, whatever her name is. The, the protagonist Mia from... No, it's not Mia. Sure. That's the actress. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought you were looking for the actress's name. No. Anyway, but yeah, no, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I feel huge very cock much in it. Same. Good lord, absolute meat sorry? mallet of a cock in it. Oh, uh, the card. You heard me. Holy shit! <laughs> it's only a silhouette, but sent me flying. Yeah. Oh, the old card. Well, speaking of big cocks, um, 2000s film of the week. Hey, eh? today actually at work, uh, Guy Pierce rocked up. Uh, rocked into work and I don't know. I you think you were fucking with us. You think you would have brought this up sooner? <laughs> oh well, no! I was. I was actually the sad saying part is, is I'm sure he's fully off, legit. Off topic. Yeah. No, no, no. He he. 110 percent. Yeah, uh, I believe was you. In in the store today, and uh, only one other person knew 
who Guy Pearce was. Yeah, um, I'm also was not too shocked. surprised by that either. Zach, Zach, are you... You're, you're, you're actually not having a go like Guy Pearce was. I'm full on, full on serious, yeah. 100%. This shit happens in Melbourne, Adam. You cool. wouldn't know, mate. Cool, cool. Um, Fuck sorry, right I, I want to give a shout out yep. to my favourite Guy Pearce film. One of my favourite films, actually, uh, of, of all say time. Say Iron Man 3. Do it. <laughs> He's going to say Memento. <laughs> I'm at, oh, Memento <laughs> is a good film, but Iron Man 3, it is not. And uh, No, thanks. Iron Man, no, thanks. Superhero films, not me. I, you know, I'm, Don't worry. I'm more I'll, like I'll my heroes, heroes with a with a sword, mate. So this is uh, The Count of Monte Cristo. Huh? So, mm. so for, I, can't, I, I can't tell you why I, I own this, but I have one of the move like the, the promotional posters for count of monte cristo Fuck that would yeah. be i'm guessing would have been in like a village cinema uh, and it yeah. just happens to be in my possession so i suppose i'll ship it over to you mate oh amazing uh, i'll put that up on the wall mate that'll be that'll be great yeah love that film watch it most years um i don't know why it's like one of those as you guys you know you, you say like junk food just easy mm-hmm. just chill out watch it kind of thing considering uh, the book it's based the- on that is a weird choice of junk food mate it is <laughs> the book I bought and started to read, but it's fucking huge. It is. And it's, a like, mm, it's a tome. It's a tome. Yep. And I was like, nah, another tome. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but Guy Pearce, eh? uh, I actually wanted to shout out uh, a different film, but it was it came <clears throat> a bit later than the 2000s. So uh, I went with the old trusty Count of Monte Cristo, which you can watch on, I reckon, Disney+. Plus. Apple TV. Uh, Apple TV. Apple TV. Amazon Prime and Google. Well, but you have to pay yeah, for all these. Pr- the Prime's a $5. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, it's all rentals. Uh, bummer. Henry Cavill. Um, yeah, I was not aware. Yeah, I, yeah, just, I also had an eyebrow he, raise at that. Yeah. He's <laughs> very, very young in this film. It, um, when I watched it, would have been, would have been after The Witcher 1, uh, and I realized that mm. that was like young... Young, Young and I was like, yeah. "Wow, wow!" There you go. All right, cool. Uh, anybody watch anything? I checked out Saltburn. Hmm. How'd you go? I bet he hated it. Uh, no, I guess she made him on Letterbox. Now you can uh, check me out. Um, oh, he's gone and done it. <laughs> big, uh, big buddy, uh, twisted my arm. Told Set me, you up. "Yep, you did." Uh, I'd give it a. What does it do that? They do five stars. Yeah, they I think do. I gave it a four. Oh yeah! Wow! Wow! Uh, I really liked it, but I thought it was a little. I mean, yes, it was weird, but I kind of didn't really understand where it came from. Really? Oh. No, I could just well. Yeah, for very, 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 very minor surface level, the whole premise, right? I just didn't, you know, I didn't understand where that drive that desire came from. He's climbing the um, social ladder. Yeah, I got that, but it just was very, it felt, I don't know, I just kind of didn't like, how do you pick this person kind of thing? I was like, it's very... I can't comment on the person. <laughs> I don't want to give nothing away. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I loved it. Anyway. I truly, truly had an absolute time with that film. Um, Did you yeah, enjoy uh, Promising Young Woman? Yeah. More than I, I, I yeah. did not like the trailers. I thought like, you know, people ragged on the trailers and, wasn't mm. wilded by him, but I thought it was a pretty good film. Yeah, 
I think if I don't think about it too hard, I really enjoy yep. it. And I think I'd probably feel the same way about Saltburn. Have you seen Saltburn? Uh, so you've not no, watched I seen it, it yet. Okay. Uh, I have not. I have seen the bathtub scene because, of course, I God have. God damn it. Um, but... All right. Less said, the better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can mm. leave it at that. Oh, that that's not even the best worst. Yeah, it's a good I film. Lucky I uh, didn't, didn't have a bathtub at when James Cameron sat over Don Brocco. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Real fucking uh, dangerous game of roulette there. <laughs> Uh, I also watched Thanksgiving last night. Uh, you said it's fucking eighty-three, but no. But I was invited to the premiere. And I wanted to go to it, right? Because um, I think the premiere night was after the reviews dropped. The reviews were quite good, and it's like on eighty-three percent Rotten Tomatoes. That film stank. <laughs> I've heard this. <laughs> that film stank real hard. The only good thing about it was uh, Gina Gershon in it at the start. Mm. We'd love a bit of Gershon. Oh. Absolutely. Name don't ring a bell, sorry. Um, the face will. You'll you'll uh, as in that rings a bell. As in you'll recognise her. She's in face off, but that's why I remembered her from the like instantly I was like, Oh yeah. Um and I watched okay. American Nightmare, that little docu series. Yeah, the Netflix meant, one. Uh, yeah. It, it was looked a bit average. Uh, I shouldn't mind it. Yeah. It, um, I don't know if anybody else here has watched it. No. I'll tell you what though, it makes that pol- one of the, like one of the police outfits look like fucking chumps, man. Like Jesus Christ, um, they're not good at their job. Hmm. Uh, it was in if if you like that shit, it was interesting enough. I would say yeah, give it a watch, but nothing uh, essential. And I watched. Something else, but I can't remember. But someone else take over, please. Mm. So, yeah, look, I mm. just finished Slow Horses Season 3. I still stand by that. It's oh, just, yeah. like, perfectly fine and entertaining if you like British spy thrillers with, like, a twinge of dark humour. But I don't think it's, like, groundbreaking. I don't think any of the seasons have been groundbreaking. But um, I'm always Did you pleased. find the last episode excessive? Like, something... Well, I can't... Exp- Further that question because obviously of I think of spoilers, but I think slow horses have finales. Like each, I, I would say, yeah, sure, it's excessive. No more so than the last season's finale. And but I mean, the actual what happens in and just yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll ask that question off. Sure, sure, off, off report. Yeah, but I always get tickled because um, as soon as they end, they usually show a preview of the next season, which I'm not used to. And like a pretty hearty preview as well. Yep. So I'm already excited for season four. Let's go. Very nice. Very good. Mm. Uh, uh, I finished The Curse. <laughs> uh, yeah, what then... is that? How do you explain uh, The Curse? Uh, so I, I guess you could say it's about a, a married couple who are filming a reality show where they are effectively gentrifying um, a uh, small town in New Mexico. Is that? correct um and in the first episode uh something happens and it kind of establishes this tone that is somewhere between like twin peaks and the office i I don't really know it's it's such a impossible thing to try to encapsulate um but i found it like genuinely very unsettling um a great thrill ride to go on um not for everybody a lot of people are going to find this way too slow and way too kind of odd um but it's definitely kind of very awkward (laughs) i felt so physically uncomfortable watching him do some of those things him being nathan fielder in his prime 
Prime. Yeah, Nathan Fielder in his absolutely the uh, the comedy class bit. <laughs> was, uh, a nightmare. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Emma Stone is also in it. She plays the wife. Uh, she is just a vile little creature. Um, they're they're just perfect together. It's. Not at all the show I was expecting. I don't know what you... You couldn't expect what this no. was, um, but I, I really, really liked it. What's it on? Paramount. Uh, Paramount, yeah. So I got I got a free week and just tried to burn through it in that time. Um, Fuck, I got a an offer to get like half price Paramount. It was like 40 bucks oh, yeah. for the year. And I was like, I need to, to do Halo. that. Watch <laughs> yeah. um, Why she was going to get it for the A-League. Uh, uh, but then the time lapsed and I missed the date and it as, went up it, to, as it does and i was like fuck it yeah it's it's yeah um and my journey into gundam <laughs> continues i just watched a arc about how preteen kids were not raised in a world that allowed them to deal with hand-to-hand violence so they all get really traumatized by having to shoot people it was beautiful i loved it <laughs> nice That's, that rings familiar that's not one of the yeah. late that you're still early though right uh, I think I'm like midway through season. I don't know how long the season is, to be honest, uh, but I think I'm up to episode like 23 or something. So, Oh, shit. So you're not um, like, you haven't touched like Gundam Wing and stuff like that. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm 1978. Yeah. Um, holy right shit. Oh, um, no. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to go back to the roots and try to appreciate where all of this had come from. And I'm really glad that I have. Like, it's a really bizarre little show. Yeah. It's very focused, but it's, um, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's some cool stuff to follow. Hmm. Nice. Adam, anything else you want to contribute to Off Topics or we uh... watched Renfield and it was fucking eh. <laughs> there you go. Yep. That'll do it for you. Yep, that's all right, it. Cool. That's all I have to say Bang for that. On, brother. Alrighty. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Well Played DLC podcast. You can check out all the content on www.well-played.com.au. We also have a video episode of this podcast if you made it through to the ending. It's up on YouTube so you can see our faces as we record. I'm in a sleeve the shirt with the guns out. It looks really good. James just looks good naturally. That was a visual the, mouse uh, review. That was thrilling. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. It felt like we were finally engaging with this new medium called video. Absolutely. Ooh. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, yes. Thank you. And we will see you next time. And big shout outs to Steel Series again. Uh, check out the Steel Series Alias Pro review on the website. They know how to pull up. And have a good weekend. Cheerio. Bye. Goodbye. See ya. Uh, <laughs>